Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory. You know the Dream Factory, you've been here before. It's the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here are simple. We can discuss as many film ideas sent in by you, the listener, but only one can be taken through to the next stage where it will be the very first motion stop cap, motion stop, stop motion film screened exclusively in Be Real. One frame a day for the next 50,000 days. (laughs) I'm Joel, a man who puts the thin in everything in this country is completely fucked. And across from me is John Harris, a man so terrified of the current mortgage crisis, he sold his house and he now lives under a bridge like a little troll. Hello, John. Hello, mate. Yeah, comfort, you know, a bit damp, but to be fair, there was a bit of damp in my house. So similar vibes. Just increase the levels of damp. Yeah. Yeah, If you do it incrementally, maybe you can become immune to damp. You know, like spies would take very, very, very small amounts of poison and increase it until they could handle the poison. Maybe you're just doing that with damp until you can basically live underwater. Hello. Uh, yeah, I've got, so well, we've got like, uh, because of a child, um, we've got humidity sensors in our house. Whoa. And sometimes they've gone as far as 90%. And I think, am I 10% away from being underwater? <laughs> is, that, is that how am this I, works? I didn't realise you lived, I didn't realise like there was a rainforest where you lived. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So 90% humidity. Have you got one in the bathroom? <laughs> It's just it's just the way this house is, mate. That's so exciting. It's a soggy. It's well, a so, you you don't see in the webcam, but it's a very soggy house. If you come over and touch a ball, <laughs> oh, don't just don't. I wouldn't. Oh, oh, mate. So, soggy house with John Harris. Should we address the uh, the podcasting elephant in the room of what happened last week? I'm going to do it in the style of a Try Guys apology video. Go on. Look, I messed up. <laughs> I never meant to mess up, but I am only human, and humans. Even me, a fallible. Last week, Joel Grove of the Dream Factory podcast joined Zoom, the standard Zoom meeting we always sit in to record these shows. And because we are dedicated to audio quality of the highest order, John and I record in lovely microphones into local recording devices. We don't record anything over the internet. It's all done locally. And then John, using his brain and genius, syncs up the audio which is very easy because we do a countdown and press record at exactly the same time. <laughs> Last week was the same as any week, John. 
We joined yeah. the small talk after the small talk where we air our most controversial opinions and industry gossip. We press record. We both press record. We recorded, I would say, an episode that's probably in the top 10% of Dream Factory episodes all time. <laughs> I just remember it rollicking along at 100 miles an hour. And I, oh, yeah. dur- during it, I was gripping the desk thinking, this is a white knuckle ride of content. <laughs> And maybe I gripped the desk a little bit hard and a cable slipped out somewhere on the way because I sent the audio to John. I didn't check the audio. I've got cocky. We've recorded so many of these. I just pop, I basically pop the SD card out with my tongue, lick it, lick it into the slot in my laptop and send it over to John. John doesn't check the audio and receives it. He's got cocky. It's the cocky, it's the cockiest podcast in town. The The day before podcasting, the day before podcast release, John downloads the audio. And he says to me, Joel, the audio is not right. It's just a shriek for 30 minutes. Now, John was on form, but I didn't just do a consistent high-pitched laugh for 35 minutes. And it was just an sound for 35 minutes. We decided against putting that out, although it would have been absolutely hilarious if we put your audio out and then just between you was just the sound of a scream. That would have been good, Uh, but... Hey, we'll put that on the Patreon, the non-existent Patreon. So yeah, I messed up. The audio sounded bad. You will never hear it. It was dynamite. I'm just so sorry. Well, with that in mind, shall we do an in memoriam for for film ideas? Actually, so Josh, when I tweeted to explain what happened, uh, Josh tweeted, my first world fear is one of my submissions being read out for a second time on a re-record with feigned enthusiasm. (laughs) Um, The good news is, Josh, we're not going to do that. We're going to honour those ideas that that, that never were, but we're not actually going to sort of pretend to riff on them again because that's just not who we are so firstly jordan peele's sci-fi horror pope oh, robo-clop. Being good. Oh, robo-clop blade runner harrison ford hunts down artificial vampires oh. yo-yo rabbit ronnie Rarco, donnie darko but it's scooby-doo instead of the rabbit God, one of the greats so, one of the greats that was, that was one of Go the greats on. uh three men and a baba yaro no idea a football one for john yeah there we go. In memoriam. Rest in peace, those filmmakers. Oh, forever Should in our hearts. And never in your ears. Yeah, let's do some freshies. How about this one from Untold Snake? Charlie's Angles. Mm. Do we ever see Charlie? No, Charlie's like a voice in a box, right? He's like the banker in Deal or No Deal. <laughs> in that he's a voice guy? inside Noel Edmonds' mind. <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy. He's, uh, how, how much of your working day can be in the banker take-up? He's got two phones on his desk. Mm. Sometimes there's a mix-up, and that's why Noel Edmonds has ended up on some top-secret missions around the world. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> would, <laughs> there's been weird times in the deal on the audio studio where he's just dropped everything and gone to like, <laughs> I don't know, the Caribbean. So, deal or no deal, the banker, at least at some point, was probably Richard Osman, who was a producer on Deal or No Deal. Wow. So, is Richard Osman Charlie? I can see it. I can see it. TV personality Richard Osman is actually... I mean, the timing's real off. And there's also three. I wasn't around for one. I was around for two. And I was also around for three. I, I've never seen the third remake of Charlie's Angels. I've oh, yeah, there was a recent one, wasn't there? Yeah, with um, Kirsten, Kirsten Stewart from off of the Twilight franchise. I'm going to say the name Lucy Liu. Yes. Is that right? Cool. Yeah, okay, Lucy, Liu, Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore is the... The and sort of naughties one. Most importantly of all, Crispin Glover's in it, right? Isn't he? Is, is he? Is he? Is he, is he? the baddie? He plays Thin I Man. 
<laughs> he plays the character Thin Man. <laughs> Is that real? Are you are you are you looking at Google? Yeah, right? he's in Charlie's Angels and its 2003 sequel, Charlie's Angels: Full Throttle. Uh, he plays Thin Man. We all know that he's the Thin Man. And the why is it so exciting that Crispin Glover's in the movie, John? Because you're best friends with his dad. I'm best friends with Crispin Glover's dad. Crispin <laughs> Glover, one of the stars of Back to the Future, and as we all knew before Googling, plays the thin man in the Charlie's Angels <laughs> reboots of the early 2000s. Me and his dad, the, the only... Look, in a previous life, John and I did a podcast about the worst films on the Internet Movie Database. They're locked in a vault. Maybe one day we'll release them if you want to hear them. We will listen back to them because John and I are mostly worried we were too mean. Yeah. It was mean-spirited and we're two, we're two kind boys. Lovely um, boys. The loveliest boys. But one of the movies we did was about Dracula and Crispin Glover's dad, Bruce Glover, is the star of it. And, you know, we would do like nominal research into these movies and you'd Google the cast. And because they're all in quite low-rent films, then a lot of the time they're just normal guys and gals. And Bruce Glover which just has a Facebook profile, and I added him. And he constantly promotes his acting school. Now, I said we don't want to be mean anymore, but having seen the film, I would advise just getting a second opinion on the best acting schools available in Hollywood. And the only reason I keep my Facebook account alive, it's not to see what my family are doing. It's not for photos of me with exceptionally long hair and rosary beads as a teenager. It is because on the 16th of August, every single year, and the numbers are dwindling, John, because I haven't had any Facebook activity. I haven't posted anything in maybe six years. So people are losing interest in wishing the big dog Bon anniversaire. Bruce Glover mm. is there every single year. 16th of August, like clockwork, sending me, I'll be honest, a quite weird message every year. Yeah. And I look forward to it. It, it. That's how I mark my birthdays now. I, I think he's got he's got a special font that's bigger than Caps Lock. Those messages I don't know how he does it. It's amazing. Yeah, enormous. They're enormous. Um, there's gonna, there's like a secret. I'll get to forty years old and I'll read back through all of them, and there'll be a secret message hidden. And I'm sure the guy's nuts. So Charlie, Charlie's Angles, it's a kids animated thing, and it's like a square, a triangle, and a dodecahedron. Nice crimes. What would be their enemy? What is the enemy of shapes? Such a great. Maybe question. it's like a blob. Oh, like a, and a milfus you know, like blob. A, yeah, it changes. Sort of, yeah. yeah, it doesn't obey the rules. I don't like this though. It feels quite fascistic. The sort of undertones of this is. It is kind of know. weird. Maybe they learn to love yeah. the blob. Ah, there we go. It's all the angles. The blob has all the angles in it. We should love That's that. That's what about. they learn. That's what they learn. They see all of their own shapes in the blob and they realize Hello. we're all just little blobs after all. Very sweet. What about this one from Sophie? 1917 again. Zach Efron and Matthew Perry wake up in Dunkirk. Hey, what? Well, uh, so. My own idea is a pun on 1917, and annoyingly, what? that one from Sophie is maybe 10 times better than mine. <laughs> so look forward to that when we get there, and maybe oh. decide how close to the podcast recording I came up with it. I'm going to give you a clue. It was less than a minute. 1917 again. So repeat it to me again. Sorry, Zac Efron is at war. Zac Efron's getting shelled. Yeah. Matthew Perry, wake up at Dunkirk. Is that the right one? Is that the right war? Is that the right... And is he still like... So most of Matthew Perry's role was a kind of knockabout fun guy, right? Comedy actor. <laughs> yeah. He's, so he's he, effectively Chandler. Is he cracking wires in Dunkirk? Was there like, you know, in the old days, not in the old days, you know, like at the minute you'd get like comedians go out to military operations to keep the, keep the sort of morale up. Were mm-hmm. they doing that in 1917? Oh, I'm just imagining him going over the top. Could I be any more scared? That kind of vibe, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
could be that. What else is What is Chandler doing, friends? Like, what are Chandler's big things? It's like, it's just sarcasm, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't put a turkey on his head. I'm just trying to think, do you think of things that are big moments? I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about the interesting thing about Chandler is he knows he's funny and that's not something you... Sitcom ah. characters don't normally know they're funny and that's, that's that, quite that makes him unique in I, a way. I think in Dunkirk, a an American comedic actor that is kind of cracking wise, it's a court-martial or they're getting shot in the head by another soldier within half an hour, I think. Yeah. And I don't think Zac Efron's going to be particularly efficient. Oh, but he's strong. Oh yeah, he's got. He strength. seems like he seems he seems like more of an all American Marine kind of guy. Yeah, he's. he's I think Matthew Perry. You look at a still image of him, and he could be British. You look at a still image of Zac Efron. You do, like they'll be panning down the uh, the trenches, and, and you like, just That's think, an American "Wow, man. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is an American man." Was he doing yeah. that? They were. They yeah. They, what's his involvement here? I I, I see him being one of the first American recruits sent over. Him and Matthew, I don't know what the film is, 17 again. Someone tries, to, it's not a body swap, is it? Well, the original 17 again, he become, well, well yeah, that's a good question. Is it a dad? Hmm. Well, I assume Matthew Perry becomes 17 again. But I assume he doesn't become <laughs> what, uh, what, Zac Efron. What, 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 because what, what, with all due respect, <laughs> with, with all due respect to Matthew Perry, I don't think anyone says, oh yeah, Matthew Perry probably looked like Zac Efron when he was 17. Here's what happens. A 37-year-old man named Mike becomes his 17-year-old self. So he, Zac Efron is just playing a young version of Matthew Perry. It's not well, a body well, swap. Well, I, st- I still revert to, revert to that point. I struggle to believe that Matthew Perry looked like Zac Efron when he was 17. Yeah, that's a fair point. No, like no disrespect to. I look, I've not look. We, I've got know, a feeling Matthew Perry's not really guys. in this film. I don't think Matthew Perry's in this film much. I reckon it's going to be he's sort of in the first five minutes, and he wishes he was seventeen, and then it's a Zac Efron vehicle where he gets to be Zac Efron for the next hundred minutes, and then at the end he goes back to be Matthew Perry. And goes, "Oh, that was a ride," but I uh, won't do that again. The end. Do you think there were like execs in a room being like, "All right, we need the teens in, so we get Zac Efron, and then we need mm-hmm. the parents in, Matthew Perry." And we also need the fans of Leslie Mann in. So let's cast Leslie Mann. Big fan of Leslie Mann. Yeah, Leslie Mann's great. I actually think, yeah, underrated comedy actress. So come at me, listener. That Uh, that film now, 17 again now, would just be straight on Netflix, right? Oh, big time. There's no, films like that don't go to the cinema anymore. There's no way. There's not a hope in hell. The only thing is, Freaky came out a couple years back and that is, a horror version, but horror films go to the cinema because they still make money in cinemas. I saw, I watched Freaky. I thought it was quite good. I've heard, yeah, good things about it. Yeah, um, you just heard, you heard another good one from me right there. I might, I might have to bring myself to watch it this Halloween. I get one horror film a year, and it's on Halloween. And that's, I know, I, I don't think that's very, it's not very scary. So you might be okay. I was thinking nope, otherwise. Right. What about this one from Jack? The Mario trailer has got me wanting a whole M. Brackets, Ario, CU. Browser. Browser? Bowser, <laughs> Gritty Origin. Browser's that, good. That's my fault. <laughs> uh, Bowser, Gritty Origin story. Luigi's Mansion is a horror remake of King Kong, but with Donkey Kong. The op- opportunities are endless. Maybe even Bend It Like Bookum, based on uh, Supercharged Strikers. And maybe a Toad and Toad Out rom-com. Anything you want from uh, the Mario universe. Anything beyond that, are you asking me? 
No, that's the smorgasbord. We're, we're that's good. everything, Thanks, right? Jack. What a what a platter! That is absolutely sensational. I. What more can you say? They are great characters. We love them all. And I thought the trailer for Mario was really fucking good. It made me really was, excited. Uh, yeah, it was an odd trailer though. It was like two scenes. Like it yeah, but that's like, cool. They wanted to show it. it if, they wanted to show it all off. It was odd. It was just odd. Like, and obviously, the elephant in the room, to use the phrase again, is the Chris Pratt voice thing that has. Uh, apparently, which is which is like vertical and insane, that the it's uh, not my Mario was trending afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> not my Mario. Not my Mario. Well, so the prevailing theory is that he's normal. He he's a normal Chris Pratt in the real world in New York City, right? And then he gets sucked down a pipe, and he is Mario, and that's why his voice is like that. Yeah, big time. Well, ha- well, because also sense. he yeah, and also you see him come out of a pipe and look well confused. About yeah. everything that's going on, and that's not yeah. Mario's not confused by the Mushroom Kingdom. Mario, get that's his home. Mario gets it exactly. But that, does that mean that Chris Pratt, a human man, is going to have to fall in love with Princess Peach? Joel, I'm a human man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I realised I said it. I was always more of a Daisy guy. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. What would your What would confuse you most if you were Chris Pratt landing in Mushroom Kingdom. Would it be a little talking toad? I think it's the fact that we sort of they they sort of just inexplicably jump on the mushrooms and kill them. Mm. There's, a, there's a lot. I, of- I I would say like why why are these things the enemy? You're all really cute. Like <laughs> why is this well, little exactly. turtle or this little brown goomba guy? You're just as cute as the toads. Why? why is- who's bad? This is the thing. You say, oh, kids, it's so bad kids are playing Call of Duty. Get them on something a bit more wholesome like Mario. But actually, Mario is just an absolutely violent tyrant. All it is is violence. All Mario is is violence. Horrible little guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's a brick. But yeah, very excited. Mostly for Jack Black. Actually, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong seems genius. Oh, the rest, everything else, the rest of the cast. And if the the Chris Pratt theory is true, then that's also decent casting. It's just... The rest of the casting is so inspired. Like, it couldn't be better. It's going to be good, John. It's Illumination. I quite I like their stuff. Um, I am a I am a minion apologist, so I'm, I'm all for it. Um, Dream it Factory, actually, nice. we're, ho- we're hosting a screening of it uh, next year when it comes out. The cinema isn't going to know, but we're going to tell you all to go there. And then John and I will do a Q&A at the end of the film <laughs> until we get kicked out. Well, staff are, like, cleaning up the aisles. Yeah. I love Just that. Sit at, the, sit at the front and do a really po face serious Q and A. I love the idea of like gorilla screenings. Like- gorilla, that's a good idea, isn't it? I, I'll run up and present it at the start. I, I'll do the quick <laughs> when the BBFC screen comes up. I will do the. I will do all of it in ten seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. Uh, Dream Factory here with John and John. We'll be after. There'll be Q and A afterwards. There's snacks in the lobby if you pay for them. Obviously, they're quite high, uh, quite expensive. Um, anyway, now Mario's going to start. Stick around at the end for the Q and A. Bye, and then just sprint up to my seat. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make every screen, every <laughs> film I go to at the cinema for the rest of time. I'm going to make a gorilla screening. I'm going to run to the front, pretend I'm hosting it, and then sit there and take questions at the end. You got a like, little folded like festival chair, like yeah, camp yeah, yeah. chair, <laughs> and I'll just pretend whoever I'm at the cinema with is either in the film, a director, a producer, and bring them on stage at the end. <laughs> you could actually wait. You could genuinely do that with Marvel films because everyone stays during the credits. You could. So you've got you about, do a Q and A during the credits. Minutes. 
And then I could introduce them, the mid scene <laughs> post credit. <laughs> and then we could talk about that. <laughs> and, and, and also, because you never know when it's coming, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to keep going. And here it is. Wait oh. for it. Yeah. Okay, I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> how about this one? One from- of the best ideas you've had. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) How about this one from Joanna? The Fresh Princess Bride of Bel-Air. It's good. I feel like uh, maybe recently on this podcast, we're trying to... We're going for Will Smith vehicles because we're trying to get that man back on our screens. Don't know why. I don't know why that's the the cause that John and I have decided to get behind. But feel um, very strongly. Feel very, very, very strongly about making Will Smith a superstar once again. So, Fresh Princess Bride of Bel Air. Is it the Fresh Prince just in a fantasy world? Get sucked through a pipe. Yeah, it's pretty his good, auntie, isn't it? His, his auntie sends him to uh, the 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 mythical realm. After a yep. basketball game goes awry. That's great. Like, Bel Air is, they'll find you in Bel Air. You need to go <laughs> to a fictional fantasy land where they can never find you. That's yeah, perfect. You know, it's this sort of stuff that, you know, they did the sort of fish out water stuff, but it's just instead of it being a posh life, it's just like kings and queens and unicorns and stuff. Yeah, I'm into it. I've read, I've watched The Princess Bride, but I cannot tell you. Andre the Giant's in it. There's a sword fight. But I can't remember really the plot. I've seen it loads. I think it's one of the greats. I I enjoyed, I very much enjoyed it when I watched it, but uh, I just, I can't remember. I know that it's like bookended, isn't it? As a, it's like a story. It's, it's, um. Columbo. It's someone telling a story, isn't it? Yeah, it's Columbo. Not as, I mean, it's not, (laughs) it's whoever the actor is that plays Columbo. Um, Is it? It's not like the film is Columbo extended part of Columbo's life where he gets home from a hard day investigating and then reads his kid a book. Um, I wonder That's if my Colum- headcanon. Is Columbo in The Princess Bride more than Matthew Perry is in 17 again? One Here of the great go. questions of our time. Someone watch both and, you know, just have a little timer every time they appear on the screen and let us know. What did Anne Hathaway win an Oscar for? Was it Nine Minutes in Les mm. Mis or nominated for in Les Mis? There's definitely one... 
Where... Matthew, was Ma- did Matthew Perry get the nomination for Seventeen again? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't There's paying def- attention to the awards that year, so maybe. I, I'm sure. Is it someone like, but maybe not necessarily Judy Dench in that Shakespeare one? She got like a BAFTA for supporting actress for like one scene, but I can't remember. I reckon I could do it in a second. <laughs> get an Oscar now. It just cuts to you. I, ah! <laughs> I get. I could get an Oscar on with one second of screen time, just, but they won't put me in a film because I'm too powerful. <laughs> Scared. Um, Beatrice it's an extra Strait. nomination for every single as well, single second, isn't it? it is. Beatrice Strait is in the film Network, and she won an Oscar for five minutes and forty seconds on screen. That's pretty good, isn't it? Fair play. Yeah. Fair, fair play. bloody ruddy play. Right. What about this one from me or Martin via me? Twenty-four hour party conference people like the oh, terminal, but God. set in Birmingham, and more likely to send you to sleep. Horrend- I actually went to a party conference once and it was a bit of a lash. Wh- which party? I think it was the 2009 Liberal Democrat Conference. Very nice. We were all riding high on the Nick Clegg wave, which you'll remember. Was- Look, Nick Clegg, was- Nick Clegg was promising to get rid of tuition fees and it was all very exciting because I was paying tuition fees Oh yeah. shortly afterwards. And I can't even remember where the conference was, but I remember it being a bit of a 24-hour party. I think they're secretly lashing at those things, John. Is that why everyone was sleeping in that presentation? That I actually, went that, my, first, my first thought was all of those people are asleep because they're massively hungover. Maybe that's what it is. And actually, we the, sh- <laughs> the only conference I can reference is the student radio conference, which definitely Similar. had lots of people hungover. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Not a stop. Um, so it's the conference. Everyone's pissed. They have a lovely time. They make... <laughs> well, the bloody decisions they're making at the moment, John, you think they were pissed, wouldn't you, eh? Yeah, maybe it's, it's something like that. Like, someone gets really drunk and makes, like, a crazy decision that they're going to announce in their speech the next day. And, like, they're, like, some... Mis- sort of Mr. Bean levels of anarchy. Yeah, and some, like, poor aide has to sort of, some you know, spend the evening sort of running around to make sure that doesn't happen or something. Rewriting a speech. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. And then, then the country goes from strength to strength. Hey, John, how about our film ideas? Yes, please. This one's from me, 1917. It's nearly 20 minutes past seven. (laughs) You're following a one-track shot of a man trying to get to the only shop that stays open until 8 p.m. near me on a Sunday. John, it's seven o'clock. I've realised there's nothing in the fridge. There is a shop. Oh, no. There's a corner shop a distance away that's open until 8 p.m. I decide to go out into the world and try and get there. And it's a one consistent track shot on my face as all manner of hell breaks loose as I try and get to this shop. I love it. Uh, you know the iconic shot in 1917 of the guy running down the beach with all the sort of explosions Matthew With on. Matthew Perry, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, you're running down a, a, like a London street as the shutters are going down on every yes, single shop. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clutching a shopping list. <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> look, I, though, the fact that we've had two 1917s is pretty impressive. And yes, Joel and I did start this record at about 7.24. I looked at the clock. Together there. Um, I, uh, actually think I, I actually think I messaged you at 7.18 to say that I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, Joel had been Wrote, wrote that down and then immediately went to WhatsApp <laughs> and said, I'm ready now, John. <laughs> I've written my line. <laughs> I'm ready now, John. Join the Zoom. (laughs) 
He sat in a corner of a room since about 4pm this today, just <laughs> waiting for inspiration to strike. Staring at the clock. Joel is ready. Joel is ready now. Um, All right. John, what's your one? AI guys. The Try Guys try adding a new member to their team by feeding all their show data into an AI. Chaos ensues when Chadley Bot is found shagging a printer. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Thank well, you. in this in this episode, we've referenced Be Real and the Try Guys. We're modern men. <laughs> We're down with the kids. We well, you know what's going on, don't we? I, I, well, I still don't, I don't really know, I, know what's I, going I, on. I, ne- I genuinely had never heard of a Try Guy until the scandal. It's the best. No, it's the greatest same. piece of PR for them ever. Yeah. Do you think the do world think- now? Do you think? Yeah, it's a fate. It's a setup. No. Here's here's my conspiracy do- theory. I don't even think that Try Guy ever existed. <laughs> I think they invented him and get this edited him into old videos that they're now no. going to edit him out of they're now going to edit him out of I don't think look there were only ever three try guys prove me wrong and then they <laughs> the onus is on you to prove me wrong and then they brought in the fourth try guy made him have an affair so that they could boot him out so that everyone that's used the internet for more than five minutes in the last two weeks has now heard of the try guys who I'm convinced no one I know had ever heard of. It's genius. No. Invent a Try Guy. Cancel the Try Guy. He's just an actor. He's a crisis actor. I love it. Edit him into a load of old videos. Say, look, we're really sorry. We're going to edit him out of all of those videos now. They've already got the projects of the old videos saved. That's an easy edit for them. Mm. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I, unrelated, um, if you stay until uh, uh, at the end of the episode... Joel and I will be making our statement as to why the third member of the Dream Factory has left. <laughs> Died. So, uh, listen, listen out. So, yeah, I love the idea of an AI try guy. It's great. One day we'll all be watching AI YouTubers, won't we? And Well, um, yeah. Listening to AI podcasts. They'll be so much better than this. They, they keep saying that the last bastion of the things that AI can't conquer is... Podcasting. Sort of the art is the arts and creativity. We're going to get replaced in a heartbeat, mate. We'll be the first thing to go. If if AI could convincingly make fake episodes of the Dream Factory, would you listen to them? One hundred percent, and they wouldn't fuck up the recording. <laughs> oh, that'd be so straight. Imagine that, and I'll be like texting you saying, "Oh God, AI John was f- quite funny there." Damn, I would never have thought of that. They uh, they programmed him wrong. <laughs> uh, hey, well done, everyone. That was fun. John, what was your favourite one of all the ones? I did like 1917 again. Which ones out of the ones you brought? Charlie's Angles? Uh... I, I think 1917 again is a worthy winner. So congratulations yeah, to Sophie. Um, your prize will be in the post soon. We have to go right now, though, because an incredibly thin man has just crept in <laughs> under the door. Get away from me, thin man. Uh, anyway, back after this. Well done, John. You did some really good stuff there. Thank you. Very Unfortunately, much. none of it was speaking, so the listeners won't know. But some of the expressions <laughs> on Zoom were incredible. The way Thank that you, you changed a hat for every idea, I loved. Yeah, just try and bring the atmosphere up with sort of because because I know you deliver a better podcast if I'm doing funny things visually. Yeah, because I'm like a child or like a monkey in a zoo. <laughs> 
Yeah, like dangling yeah. shiny pennies in front of the camera. If you look the same for more than five minutes on Zoom, I lose interest. I assume you're just a still image. I get bored. I get bored and I start looking around the room. And you can tell that I'm distracted. Um, Big time. Hey, have you got anything exciting to say? No, just just been a diseased house this weekend, so that's been fun. No. Oh. Solo, solo parenting an ill child and also myself. I'm an ill child, so. You were solo parenting yourself? I, I solo parent myself every day of my life. What time do you put yourself to bed? <laughs> Early, earlier than you'd imagine, mate. Oh, this is a fun game. Busy catching Ten, worms. 10.05 p.m. Right. I don't have a specific time, but that is the time that sort of the average time is earlier than that. What? Pre-10? Yeah. But do you do stuff in bed? You don't have to answer that. It's a very personal question. <laughs> no, my ideal situation would be I'd have a podcast on quietly at half nine and I'd be closing my eyes trying to go to sleep. Wow, half nine. But what time are you getting up? If I'm going Mid- to sleep at half midday. nine, I'm getting up. <laughs> uh, look, a lot of beauty sleep. No, uh, if I'm going to sleep at 9.45, I'm waking up. Uh, if I'm going to sleep at half nine, I'm waking up at 5.45. Cool. What about well you? Done, What's man. your bedtime? What's your average I, bedtime? I I I would be a, I'll be asleep. Bef- I try and be asleep before eleven. I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's normal. I've yeah, you know. And I wake up six or seven. But sometimes I go to sleep at ten. You know, I'm, I I there are people out there that just stay awake. They're like going to bed at like two a.m. Oh yeah. It scares me, John. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I really like being. I I like getting up early. And there's nothing night. There's nothing better than sort of feeling a bit tired and being like, you know, I'm just going to treat myself to going to bed. Oh yeah, that is nice. So, listener, there you go. If, if it's hey, evening when you're listening, treat yourself. Go to wherever bed. you are, wherever you are, listener, right now, close your eyes and fall asleep <laughs> behind the wheel of a car. Don't care. Treat yourself, as John just said. What's nicer than treating yourself to some sleep? Do it wherever, wherever you are. Are you operating some heavy machinery? Close those eyes. Uh, uh, for legal reasons, I'd like to say um, that that was actually satire. Believe it or not. For legal reasons, I'd like to say just close one eye. Um, ah, no depth perception. A compromise. You're a compromise. A plane. Ah! Um, <laughs> anyway, well done, everyone. See you soon. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, John. Bye, 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 bye. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener. <laughs>